The Right Optics by Silmo. Presented by Nick Koffer. Industry voices, insight and inspiration. From the leading trade show for eyewear and optics. Nice to have you along for the second episode in English from this year's Silmo Trade Fair in Paris. An edition which had a real buzz about it right from when the doors opened at 9am on Friday morning. More visitors than in 2022, more exhibitors and a real sense of a confident, innovative, creative industry coming together to share ideas, push the boundaries and of course sell products. Coming up in this episode, one of the most respected characters in the eyewear industry, Bill Barton of Barton Pereira, looking back at the best part of 40 years in the business. We'll hear from Marchand, who had three Silmo Door nominations this year and won an award for one of their frames. Austrian brand Andy Wolf talked us through their beautiful frame, which saw them win a Silmo Door. We'll head to the startup village to hear from Junk Plastic, and I chat to Lorena Serrano about her absolutely gorgeous Bauhaus-inspired range, Vanina Muir, which debuted at this year's show. As always, if you're enjoying this series, please do leave us a rating or a review. It really helps get the word out. Right, let's get straight back out into the halls where I met the truly lovely Bill Barton, founder of the brand Barton Pereira, alongside his business partner, Patty Pereira. We had a long chat about his career and his brand. And with so many years in the industry, I put it to him that it's been quite the journey. It's, it's been fantastic. I love it. Still very passionate about the product. Uh, Patty is so wonderful to work with. Uh, she has a vision that gets me excited every day. So it's, we really enjoy what we do. Join the dots for me. 40 odd years ago, the optician. How does he end up here in Paris? One day at a time. <laughs> you know, you just got to keep going. Uh, I think I have a real good vision of where I want to go and what I tried to achieve uh, at Optical Shop of Aspen, at Oliver Peoples, and at Barton Pereira. So I just keep trying to fulfill that vision, right? And there are good days, there are bad days, but you just got to believe in what you're doing and keep going. How do you jump that bridge between um, being in retail to then becoming a product person? Because it is quite a jump. Well, there, you know, you'll have, a, you'll have a natural interest in something, right? And you, your curiosity and you want to know how things are made. And, and that's how it was for me. I, I wanted to know, oh, how are those frames made? How did this get to be? How did this collection get developed? And uh, I really wanted to be a part of that process. And I was pretty young. You know, I was about 27 years old when I really got to meet some of the best factories in Japan and got exposed to the Matsuda collection And some of those guys in Japan now have been working with 35 years. So it's been, uh, they're friends, you know, they're people that are passionate about the products that I've been a part of. So it's good relationships. I think when our customers, Barton Pereira customers, know the quality of our glasses, it's going to be amazing every time. Patty and I don't cut corners. We want to make the best product that we possibly can make. When we started Barton Pereira, You know, we, we had been a part of a, an amazing company, Oliver Peoples, but we felt we could keep going and really evolve it further. And every frame we make has to be made as well as it can be made. And that was our mantra. That's what we said. Maybe we only sell 10 frames, you know, but they're going to be 10 beautiful frames. So that commitment and that desire to have excellence is a big part of how you have a successful product like Barton Pereira. One of the things that, that really fascinates me when I go around a trade fair like this is here you are all again. It really is again, a year on. And you're starting afresh again. You know, I've, I've gone around to see people who I saw last year and their range looks nothing like last year. They, they've, they, oh, okay, you can see their signatures, but they've, they've started afresh. And I wonder 
how you get out of bed to do that because for me like if i was to create one range i'd be really proud i i think it was brilliant i've done it i've made a range but of course you're already thinking about 2024 that that drive is is quite something isn't it yeah i mean i i think a lot of people don't understand the manufacturing process for a collections over a year in the making so we're we're on to 25 actually right now so Patty is prolific in her ability to design product. Uh, so for Barton Prayer, I was never as concerned about amazing collections because I just know her talent level. I've worked with her for over 20 years. The consistency is just, it's, it's mind-blowing. She has a vision that keeps evolving with new categories, new ideas. And you walk around here and you see amazing new things too. But we can't focus on that. We have to focus on Barton Pereira. And no matter what any other company's doing, we have to love what we're doing, right? We have to be proud of it. My, myself, Patty, my team, uh, and let the chips fall where they may. How do you manage to stay ahead of the game? Because obviously, uh, in any fashion-related industry, there's an element of seeing what's going on, adapting it to your own clientele, to your own design. But equally, you want to be at the forefront. You want to be creating. In a way, you want to be the one that people copy as a form of flattery. How do you stay ahead? Oh, I don't know. That's a good question, actually. I think, you know... Is he even conscious? It, it, I don't think we really are looking at it maybe in those terms. I think we're, we know where we're going. Like, we brought out a Rimless collection last year that we were super excited about. I actually went to Patty about two years ago ago. Our retail stores could use this category, right? Because we have our own stores. And Patty came back to me with this amazing concept, like five of them. <laughs> and I was like, okay. How quickly? <clears throat> How quickly? After I talked to her about 30 days, she came back with about five concepts mm-hmm. for me. But it took over a year to develop that first rimless collection because there's a lot of details it's more technical product but now we're releasing our second rimless collection and next spring our third so it's kind of a sub collection for barton Pereira that we just love so you know everybody else may go they're they're crazy that's not where the market's going but we can't concern ourselves with that we have to believe it in what we do right and for ourselves and then i think if people see that passion they're going to get excited about our product Describe your gut to me. Now, that may not sound quite right as a question, but it is ultimately your gut which drives a business because you've got to have the courage of your convictions as you just described. I want to do X, we'll do X. What does your gut look like and and feel like? Is, Is it a moment where you get that absolute tingle where you just know you've hit it, you've hit something, you're two years ahead and you are going to go with that gut or is it something more subtle? No, it's not subtle. I believe in it. I believe in what I see and what I feel for the brand at a very high level uh, and I'm not always right but I still have to go with what I believe and see um, yeah I, I have I think I have great vision for what can happen and I have the talent around me to make it happen and that's a such an important part of Barton Prayer it's not just Patty and myself it's my team and they're amazing they believe in me they believe in Patty and uh, they believe in the brand and you know when you have that kind of energy of a group of people good things are going to happen what do you do when it goes a little bit wrong so you've picked a range you've picked a design yeah Uh, so an example you're talking about working two years ahead back in 2018 you would have had no idea what was about to happen in 2020 the whole feeling the whole mentality of the world changed our lives changed forever with covid 
did you get it right at the time? And, and when it does go wrong, when, when you do, when your gut does talk in the wrong language to you, is that just part of your journey? You just have to bounce back. We came through COVID well. You know, I think our collection is very sellable. It's a beautiful product, so it did incredibly well following COVID. But again, you know, you lean on everyone that works with you, and everybody came together. We all made some sacrifices, um, but we came out of it great. And, you know, you ask, if you make a mistake, what do you do? Well, I'm, I believe in positive thinking, which is solution-based thinking. So, okay, I may have thought one thing was a solution, and then it doesn't work, so I have to come up with new solutions. So I just keep going forward. And, yeah, I make mistakes as much as anybody, but I think I do recognize them quickly, and then I say, okay, well, now what's the next solution? Because you are at any point in time at one place. So how do you keep going? And that's what, how my mind works. Yeah, to keep going forward. In terms of Silmo, in terms of the industry, last year it felt very much uh, like a, a year of consolidation, the market coming back together for the first time post-COVID, perhaps quite a conservative market, everyone putting their heads above the parapet for the first time in a couple of years. How's it felt this year? I think it's been great. We've been super busy and customers are in a good place. I mean, you know, the world's a little crazy, right? And I think everybody's always got that tension on their mind. I have kids, right? Anxiety is more a part of the modern world, right? So I think you got to kind of take deep breaths, keep going forward. And yeah, not every day is perfect, but that's okay. You know, just keep going. Bill, it's really lovely to meet you. I appreciate your time. Thank you. Great to talk to you. And it's been quite a year for Marchand. Three Silmo Door nominations, one Silmo Door award. Their stand really was awash with Silmo Yellow. I met Jérôme Moudet, marketing manager, to talk about their award-winning night frame. But first we spoke about the nominated Paul Smith frame and a really striking Calvin Klein model, which I suggested to Jérôme really takes the user out of their comfort zone with strikingly bold looks and clever geometry. Indeed, I couldn't have seen it better. Calvin Klein is all about this minimalism aesthetic, uh, but at the same time, it's, all, it's not afraid of pushing boundaries. And this is exactly what we wanted to do with this style. So we, it has a very sleek approach, a very narrow face, uh, front indeed, um, but the details are super, super exquisite. There is an incredible refinement uh, when it comes to uh, the end pieces, for example, or just this the very sleek front, uh, which kind of looks like a shield without actually being one. Um, and, and it has a very, very futuristic approach and a very, very bold look. I would almost describe it as bold elegance or bold refinement. Very well said, yeah. I'm going to end up with a job here, aren't I? Uh, the, uh, the, the Paul Smith glasses, now look, I, I don't want to be um, ironic here, but let, let's be honest. These are 100% Paul Smith, as in um, classic Paul Smith. They look like a simple pair of black glasses from the front, and then you've incorporated the the wonderful Paul Smith stripes, the colour stripes uh, down the side and down the top. Um, I'm not going to say this was an easy pair of glasses to design. However, when you have as solid a heritage as Paul Smith and those design cues that we know so well, uh, you, you followed them to the letter, haven't you? Yeah, we have really clear references when it comes to Paul Smith. So it's obviously this, uh, this iconic artist stripe, which has made him famous. Um, and at the same time, his aesthetic is all about being classic, but always with a twist. And this is precisely what we, what we wanted to achieve with this frame. And I believe we did it beautifully uh, with indeed the, uh, this artist stripe, which you can see only on the side uh, in a very subtle way. But at the same time, it's quite visible. When you look at it from the front, it can look quite classic. But when you look at it from the side, you, you see these beautiful stripes, uh, which add a touch of color to your face and it's yeah it's very well made 100 percent paul smith yeah exactly 
Now, uh, to go from uh, the fashionable Paul Smith to an entirely, well, still fashionable, but an entirely different product, an entirely different range, this uh, pair of glasses that you've done for Nike, you've won a Silmo door for these glasses. It is very easy to see why. I can immediately see it's a question of the lenses and these interchangeable lenses. Absolutely, there is an entire uh, lens history with this with this style, which is called the Fly Free. So this style, uh, what makes it special is the fact that you can really easily change it, switch its lenses from one to another. Uh, actually, the, the the style is shipped with two types of lenses. So one which is already on the frame, and watch which comes in a little pouch, and you can really easily take it with you when you whenever you go running or cycling, and you can switch it in seconds. Okay, well this is the challenge because you say easily, but I know that if I'm running rare that it is but if I'm running I don't want to be faffing around uh, fiddling uh, with difficult to change uh, lenses in this case show me how easy it is so if you take the frame uh, what exactly are you having to do so it's it really takes seconds you really have to close the, the tempo you close the tempo you open the hinge are the hinges at the front of the tempo exactly the hinges are at the corners of the front and you really open it really easily you take the lens off you take the other one from your pouch you place it the exact same way and you close the hinge. And it's done. It's done. It's and impressive. It's done. Uh, so even if you are uh, running in difficult weather conditions, it's raining, you want to change, or, or the sun comes out, you want to change the sunglasses, very quick to do. Absolutely. The lenses all have an uh, anti-reflective coating. Also, it's hydrophobic, oleophobic. So it's really, you're really ready to go uh, in any situation. It's not for me because I'm sport phobic. So it's not, it's not, a, not a pair of sunglasses. I... <laughs> Yeah, but uh, at the same time, it can be really fashionable. So you can really wear it on the street, uh, at the city if you want. Uh, we have some more muted colors, which you can really make it work with any look. It's interesting you mentioned fashion there, because of course, uh, with the different colors of the lenses, you can radically change the glasses just by changing the lenses. As you say, you can wear them as a, as a fashion product. Indeed, we've got this beautiful red, beautiful yellow, beautiful blue as well, uh, which look very sporty, but at the same time, we have very sleek uh, black lenses and black frames, which are very, very good for uh, a kind of yeah, sporty urban look, I would say. Three very, very handsome products. Thank you so much. We're, we're really, really ecstatic about this year's nominations, and uh, it really highlights our portfolio. We are active in the luxury segment, in the lifestyle segment, in the sport industry as well. And these three nominations really highlight that, and we are super, super proud of uh, this year's nominations. I can see the variety, I can see the passion, I can see the expertise. Congratulations on all of this yellow on your stand, on your three nominations, and of course on your Silmo d'Or. Uh, it's been a really good year for Marchand. Thanks again. It's been a pleasure for us as well. Thank you. When I go around Sumo, I talk to some people because they're deserved winners of a Sumo door or others because they're doing something really important for the environment or for CSR. And sometimes I talk to them for no better reason than I just love their frames. I spoke to Lorena Serrano, creator of the brand Nina Muir, about her gorgeous wooden frames, beautifully crafted, minimalist but bold. Her range takes its inspiration from the Bauhaus art movement. Yeah, the, for this uh, collection, the new release here in Silmo, we I uh, take the inspiration from the Bauhaus uh, school, and uh, yeah, because I really love. I mean, they make the basis for the new design uh, based in the um, geometric square around and triangle. So I take this very basis, very foundation to create my own my new collection and it's, it's, it has been a challenge because it's a great uh, school of design but I think I'm quite happy with the result it's very clean very powerful very modern and yeah 
more or less this is the it is powerful it is modern as well but what is interesting is it also feels a hundred years old i know i don't know if that's the right way to describe it so it looks absolutely 2023 but i can also see those really strong notes from the early 1900s absolutely absolutely yeah i i, I take i mean i study the movement i i take a lot of reference and i i was inspired by the architecture in this period so that's why I also always also play with the geometrics, asymmetries, and yeah, absolutely. The, I take the inspiration from this period, you know. So, so have you designed a range in the style of Bauhaus, or have you designed a range that would have been designed in the period of Bauhaus a hundred ah, years ago? That's a great question. No, I feel more like if I was a student in the Bauhaus. And I was this challenge of design and I were as a student of the Bauhaus. And I was always thinking about Vasily Kandinsky and all the people in this moment. That is very exciting. If I was a student in the Bauhaus. So, yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. The thing with Bauhaus as well is we have to be clear. Yes, it was very clean, very minimalist, very geometric, um, quite brutal at times. Absolutely. But it was also, okay, a question of opinion, but it was also very beautiful. And, and I, I imagine that you've tried to add that into your range here. Of course. And also the very foundation of the Bauhaus is that um, if the form, the shape, follow the function so it has to be useful they are very functional uh, functional exactly and also beautiful and I keep the metal very rough and the screws and everything because they are they, they, they have this uh, brutalism uh, essence but uh, yeah I, I, I try to keep very close to the foundation of the school isn't it interesting, and this is very Bauhaus as well, how something which actually isn't very polished ends up looking very polished? Absolutely, absolutely. If you keep the proportions, if you keep the, the idea and go to their very um, essence of the, of the thing that you want to do, it, it's going to be, look beautiful. And also it's in the detail, because when I look at your frames, um, and if we just come round to the front here, um, not only are you using strong colours and strong shapes, but the detail is also on the inside of the frames as well. Of course, of course. It's like, it, it came also from this uh, movement, also uh, great designers like Dieter Rams, or, yeah, they designed the, the, the inside of the of the product so it's uh, we work also on the inside of the board with this uh, play of uh, yeah drawings with the wood and yeah it's very important also for us the the, the inside as a final question I, I i look at your frames here and, and a lot of them are are actually quite subtle uh, i wouldn't want to give the impression that they're that they're crazy uh, in terms of color or shape some of them are very very strong i look yeah. at the, those frames there which are extremely yeah. bold sharp blue sharp corners they look wooden i'm just interested to know um in Silmo, you've launched this collection. What has the reaction been to the braver frames, to the frames where you've really taken the risks? 
the reaction is absolutely amazing because people actually love them. And uh, as we produce one piece at a time, I mean, we don't produce mass, we don't make mass production. We can do this kind of crazy things because we make this. Okay, let's see, let's try, let's play, and then Optician has to sell. So we make uh, simple shapes also, but the the answer is amazing. Nina Muir is the brand, so that's N-I-N-A-M-U-R, ninamuir.com. I love these glasses. Thank I think they're, I think they're gorgeous. Uh, I will say that your your stand in true Bauhaus style is very simple, and you're letting the glasses talk. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We designed and built also the stand, the stand, everything. But yeah, it's very functional. It has to be for 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 this, you know, to show the glasses and work comfortably for the clients and yeah for us nice to meet you Lorena nice to meet you thank you so much and from one beautiful rage to another Silmo Dorwin as Andy Wolf talked me through their stunning nature inspired frame Blossom I met one of the founders Wolfgang Schreicher and designer Dana Brauer who were literally beaming after their award Andy and me we have founded Andy Wolf 2006 so as you heard uh, the name it comes from Andreas and Wolfgang I see what you did there yeah and the idea was 2006 to make the best fitting glasses in the world uh, without a brand name on it because we love it more to discuss about the frame and to do all by our own. So we really does the product from the design process to the prototyping to the production. So we have our own production. So we have two factories. One is in France. So that's the reason why we love France very much. And it's like a second home market. Um, yeah. And here we, we look at the product itself, Dana, and, and you designed this. Um, I'm going to ask you to, to describe the product. But what I will say before you describe it, for me, these are very warm glasses. The word which comes to mind is warmth. They, they, they scream of, of, of a certain comfort and a certain warmth and a certain beauty. Is that what you try to achieve? Yes, indeed. This is what we are trying to achieve with all of our frames, but of course, especially Blossom. It's made out of acetate. Acetate is a natural product that is uh, living and, uh, you know, that you can form when you heat it up. So it's very comfortable to wear and you can also feel the quality with it. So the shape is uh, inspired by flowers. Um, it has kind of a petal acetate inner ring that's uh, sticking out and really gives this uh, three-dimensional feeling to it. And we did it because we started a project in 2022 that we um, maintain and recultivate one square meter of wildflower meadow uh, for each wool frame sold just to support uh, the biodiversity around our headquarters. So we really wanted to make a tribute to all the beautiful flowers that we see every day. And yeah, that's Blossom. So it's a frame made by Andy Wolf, very much around the environment around Andy Wolf. That's true. Yes, it is indeed. Uh, we have a beautiful headquarters in the middle of uh, Asturia in Austria. Uh, and we overlook... Uh, yeah, beautiful landscape. We have a lot of happy animals running around and it's uh, the whole design team is kind of working in a really inspiring environment inside but also outside. Big windows so we can overlook, you know, you get you can find inspiration from everywhere and that's 
what we do every day. Of course, with your headquarters being, what, an hour, an hour and a half from Vienna, a, a city that has such an incredible cultural and artistic heritage, which can go back, we can go back 100 years, 110 years to Art Nouveau. And, and, and you look at your shapes, you look at the colours as well. It feels to me like you, you really do inspire yourself from the history of where you're from as well. Absolutely. We think... Um, as said, you can find inspiration everywhere, but uh, I mean, what's the best way to kind of be inspired to look back what was done, to kind of see shapes, to see patterns, to see color schemes. And of course, in Austria and especially Vienna, we have a rich history of culture, of architecture. So that is something what we always incorporate into our designs and into our um, work. And of course, we also get inspired by our big frame archive, what we have, um, um, where we have a room full of Andy Wolf frames from the very first to the very last. And if we kind of feel sad one day, we just step in. Pull there. one out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. That's nearly never happening. But if it would happen, then we go in there and then we look around and we see, okay, what we created in the past and there's so much more to do in the future. I cannot possibly speak for the jury. They're, they are the experts. But when I go around and look at these award winners, I, I wonder what it is that they saw. Was, was, it a, was it something in the design, something in the, in the technical specifications, something in, in the colours? And I'm going to come to the colours with yours because having seen hundreds of frames around Silmo this week, your colourways are actually very unique because without being too uh, stereotypical, when you think of colour, often with glasses, it's bold colour, uh, big colours. If you're going to go to colours, big, visible colours. These colours are gorgeous. They're, they're, they're not quite pastel, but they're, they're, they're very soft. They're, they're almost, I would describe them as, as matte colours. They're very subtle colours while still being strong. Is that a part of what you wanted to create with these glasses? Yes, we did. Uh, color is a huge part of Andy Wolf. It always has been. Uh, we are known for um, our bold choices, and bold choice can also mean that we choose on purpose colors that are more pastel or more subtle and not so in your face. Bold doesn't have to be loud. It's no, a brave color. Ab absolutely. And uh, we are super proud that we um, develop our own colors for a lot of acetates. We are doing this directly with acetate producers the color of the winner frame is our own creation so we can be sure that nobody else on the whole wide world has this color we have an, we have ideas we collect them and each season we are creating our own acetates so yeah and that is what happened with blossom do the impossible for me uh, this is audio this is not video describe this gorgeous color and I, I i i don't want to try because for me it's a pink with brown undertones i, I can't quite get there but i think this is stunning how would you describe it <laughs> i would describe it as um, you have uh, an olive green crystal and this is paired with an uh, off rosé that uh, looks very lush and uh, delicate. Actually. Off rosé, that's the term I should have thought of. <laughs> yes. And uh, in combination with the berry gradient lens, it makes a combination that's just very delicious. I mean, often color combinations get really delicious, very... Yeah, I don't know. You see a lot of passion in there as well, even though it's not loud screaming. Let's be clear, that is a gorgeous, gorgeous uh, frame. Thank you so much. Congratulations on winning your Silmo Door. More information at andy-wolf.com. That's right. There you can read everything about us.
And to finish off this episode, let's head to the Startup Village, an area of all seven dedicated to new businesses. One such business is Junk Plastic, created by Matteo Mincio. The clue to the brand is in the company name, and Matteo told me more. Yes, a new business, uh, born about three years ago, and it comes from uh, waste material. So we collect, uh, we take uh, um, fishnets uh, or all the carpets, uh, other pre- and post-consumer waste, and we give a new life, a new shape, and we add small detail in real silver to make the glasses even more precious and avoid that it will become a waste one day. We want to remain junk. And how did you get into this industry? Uh, we got into this industry because uh, I'm in love with the nature and I have a, a know-how in uh, recycling, recycling materials. So the combination of these two factors uh, make us thinking to launch a new brand. And also we felt it was missing a recycled brand, a bit pop rock and not boring. So we want to be fashion, first of all. You talk about know-how. Is it complicated dealing with recycled materials? It is. It is complicated. It took, uh, it took us uh, one year only to decide uh, which type of material because we, we started with uh, um, high-density polyethylene. It was not good. We changed it to nylon and, when, uh, and also with uh, to um, acetate. Uh, but uh, it, it took a, really a, long, a lot of time also to make the nylon, the econil, transparent was uh, really a big, a big effort. Do you find that your consumer, your customer cares because for a lot of people going and buying a frame is a cheap exercise they'll, they'll go to a, a, a big national chain they'll pay 50 euros 70 euros they're happy do you find that your clientele is caring about the amount of care you're putting into your materials um, the driver must always is always uh, the fashion the designer so product must be nice beauty the fact that it is uh, sustainable is, uh, is a plus but it's not the driver, actually, in my opinion. It, everything should be sustainable today. Looking at your designs, you have a lot of fun with these, don't you? They're not quiet. <laughs> yes, we have a lot of fun. People love it because it's, uh, it's a new design, it's stronger. It's, uh, there are some design codes going through all the collections. It is uh, the waves, uh, the curves, uh, that recall the morphing of the material, so from, uh, from waste uh, to glasses. And here in the Startup Village, getting out there for the first time, exposing your frames to this wonderful audience here at Silmo, it's nerve-wracking? Yes, it's our first time here, and uh, I hope it will be the first of a long series. Is it stressful? No, it's fine. <laughs> That's it for the second episode in English from this year's Silmo. Don't forget, there are also three episodes in French as well. In the next episode, I'll meet Thierry Lazry, Silmo Door-winning brand Veronica Villegruber, double Silmo Door-winner Seaport ODLM, Coty from the UK, who were first seen on the BBC show Dragon's Den, and I'll chat to Daniela Ratro, another young brand showing in the startup village. As I mentioned earlier, please do follow this series. You'll get notified of all future episodes. And do leave us a rating if you can. It really helps get the word out there. Have a listen too, to all the previous episodes. Amazing guests right from the very heart of your industry. For now, from a buzzy and bustling Villepant, from me, Nick Coffer, and all the Silmo family, it's goodbye.